Sports Talk Radio every weekend night with Princess Cooper. Never had it so good radio now on 101.1 and it's 24-7, the world's best radio station. In this day and time, stereotypes are the false descriptions for all of humanity. James T. Deshaies is the author of two great poetry books that attempt to describe life from a male perspective. It has been a common belief that men are unable to put into words their deepest feelings and spend most of their time focused on the surface of what life means. Thoughts, love, and reflections, and passion, desire, and contemplation take you on a journey that has very few travelers. Mr. Deshaies has opened his heart and spirit up in ways that few have ever experienced. The depth of his poetry will have you reading his books and poems over and over again. You will find yourself using his passages to describe your own feelings to your family and friends. It is now time to put aside your thoughts and feelings related to the depth of men's thoughts and delve deeply into the words of James T. Deshaies. Once again, he will put an end to your thoughts that men can't translate their heartfelt spirit into words. Both of these books will allow you to find comfort in the reality of the heart of men. You will spend hours trying to embrace the way men want to love and display their passion to the women they love. Don't be fooled by those books that create love through words of lust, vulgarity, and unhealthy displays of sexual activities you will discover the types of words that will allow you to rejoice in the future of what love truly means to men. Your book clubs and families will be able to discuss these words without fear. No one will have to leave the room. Both of these books can be purchased at jamestdeshay2.com and lulu.com. Feel free to reach out to the author at tlreflectionsjtd at gmail.com. This is James T. Deshay, the host of Thoughts, Love, and Reflections, brought to you by Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. You know, uh, today I'm finding it very interesting uh, that we have a organization that one time I thought was invincible, or one time I thought that America was too afraid to go up against it. And it's amazing how in the blink of an eye, you can see the chinks in the armor and how all of a sudden when certain things take place that you recognize that an organization is not as strong as it thought it would be was, and all of a sudden organizations and people are ready and prepared, and it lets you know that it does not take a major set of circumstances for change to take place in our country, that people just have to unite around one incident for that incident to gain strength and power enough to bring down a powerful organization. 
So, you know, this could give us a lot of strength and recognize that we can be a part of something that is small as a mustard seed, and it become a strong movement in our nation. And we all have to remove, remember that because we're all in places that need our assistance. We're all in different areas where there's something that needs to happen, and it needs somebody positive enough to take the first step to make it happen. And just think we should be thankful we live in a nation that allows change majority of the people may want. So now all of a sudden the NRA looks weak. They look vulnerable. And it takes all of us continuing to talk about their vulnerability and the need for change to keep that change moving in the right direction. I so look forward to March 24th uh, so that I can see and glorify what is going to take place in our nation, that even young people have the ability to galvanize them, and when they're supported by positive people, make positive things change. I I was so blindsided by the fact that a lot of major organizations are now looking to to leave the NRA behind them and let that organization flounder by itself. And we wonder and ask ourselves, where are they going to go for help? Because they can't go any further than their, their minimal support. Because the rest of us are looking for ways to minimize their impact on our existence. We're looking for ways to make life better, make life more important. How can we make life worth living? How can we do the kinds of things that can reduce the number of gun violent deaths in our community so that we can take advantage of the potential that's been lost in our graves? We need to value life in a way that we're willing to put our guns aside and allow peace to have its advantage. We should no longer be supporting any organization that doesn't see the value in our existence. And so I saw a young lady today on television where she's saying that once we get rid of or reduce or put in place the things that will reduce gun violence in our schools, we need to look at what it needs to take to reduce gun violence in our streets. And that means that wherever there is violence, we need to learn to help people appreciate one's ability to, to survive and to breathe and enjoy the, the next day. And so we just want to talk about all these things that are impacting us right now and what do we do to make sure that we don't go, we don't forget, and we don't let the momentum stop and start rolling back 
to days of the past. Welcome, Cheryl. How are you doing this evening? Good evening, and how are you and everyone else is doing this evening? Cheryl, it is so exciting to see a organization weakened by their commitment to put guns in the hands of everybody and see that they're now a group or a segment of our society that wants to say, your guns or your rights to have guns don't trump my children's right to live. Wow. You know, um, I kept getting um, notifications about different um, companies that were parting ways with the NRA. And, you know, and I read, I got a chance to read some of the articles um, that you um, freshen just to see how people are really coming together for a cause. You know, and it's not just the students. It's the adults and now companies are all getting on on board. So it is. It's very refreshing, you know, and I'm excited to see what the outcome is and how this will impact, you know, the future. But, you know, these are some of the things that we talk about. You know, we can't just continue to talk about what's going on. We got to be got to be a part of the solution. And this is definitely something that is going on right now. And um I'm excited. I'm I really am. You know, the the students' voices are being heard. Um the adults are backing them. The um, businesses are sticking by them and backing them as well. And, I mean, and each one of us, you know, everywhere have to do our part. And this is what, you know, we talk about all the time, is putting those things into action. So, yeah, I'm excited, and I can't wait to see the outcome of it. You know, and Joyce, you talk all the time about writing our congressmen. You know, we need to go to the websites of all these new these businesses and send them an email and tell them thank you for what it is you're standing for. Thank you for standing for the lives of our children and our children's children. Thank you for supporting a movement to save lives. Uh, we always have to give them encouragement because they have really stepped out and created a movement in themselves, and a lot more companies are going to follow. Good afternoon, everybody. They have no choice but to follow suit. Uh, what what has happened is that the young people know how to tap into their pocketbooks to, to really get to the money portion. You start messing with these companies and their money, you better believe they're going to change their minds. What has promoted all these companies to do that is because uh, uh, the young people started hashtag boycott all companies who support NRA. That's the reason why you, you see all these companies folding now and they're changing their minds. The airlines not giving discounts. Uh, these rental leasing cars are not giving discounts because that's the movement. That's the power of the media. 
That's the power of this Internet. That's the power of our young people. See, our young people know how to handle and know how to their voices be heard. And like that one young man who stated that, we are powerful. You think that we're, that we're lazy and like it? Watch us work. And they started that movement, hashtag boycott any company that's affiliated with NRA. And that's the reason why. And who they're shooting at now who has not folded and who has not done anything is uh, a Brown, UPS. UPS is their next target. They are listing all the big major companies that they need to step down and uh, separate themselves. So these young people are powerful. Stay tuned to your Internet because they let you know where they're coming from. And, of course, what I like about CNN, NBC, all the major companies, uh, they're bringing this to the forefront. I think these young people are on such a nice movement. They will not let this go. They will not let it go. And our, our parents, we as parents, we can't do nothing but support them because we've got to look at them every day. These are all young people who are coming home, and they're asking and looking for us for answers. So like they say, if you can't support us, don't hurt us. That's what they're saying. So they want your support, and that's where I think we, like Obama said, he is so glad because they've done something that our generation couldn't do. We tried, but we were going at it at the wrong way. Our young people know how to get the attention, and now that they got your attention, our attention, watch them operate. Uh, I also would like to say, and my husband told me today, which I had, and I don't know whether or not you guys know anything about, is that when Trump went and visited the hospital, it was uh, three uh, students that were left, and he ego tripped when he went in there and told them that I heard that you that you 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 waiting on me and that uh, you that you wanted to see me in the whole bed. And the young lady said that it was the most uncomfortable, uneducated type of person that she ever met. It's ridiculous. He's he's such an egotistical. So instead of being all about the the injured and about the kids, he went in there ego tripping, wanted them to take notice to him. What what do we have here as leadership? This is ridiculous. But anyway, I got off the subject. But that's where all this feedback is coming is the hashtag that's on the Internet, Boycott NRA. Wow, it is so amazing uh, to see this. And, uh, Regina, you know, some of us need to grab hold of the fire that these young people have created and recognize that the power to make change is still available to us here in America uh, because uh, sometimes you get bogged down with what you see as as a full court press uh, in a different direction than you want to go, and you think there's nothing you can do about it. But here certainly we recognize or should realize uh, that there is still a, a way to create change in our country, and you just have to be com- committed to it and dedicated to it to see it through. Yes, good evening. Um, last night I had I had a, a pleasure of being in a Black Lives Matter simple justice um, meeting. And each time I go to these meetings, it is always 95% white. Um, And last night we watched the movie about the riots in Ferguson. And after the movie, 
we had some discussion. And one of the things that came out in the discussion was how the young people are mobilizing and how there was a section or a time span where we were silent. We were finally got rights, and then we became silent. And now with this movement going on with the young people as it is now, as you all have said, they will not be silenced. They are watching um, old clips. They are looking at how the civil rights movement happened, and they are refusing where their parents are watching them and saying, oh, no, don't say that. Don't say they're As someone said, they're saying either help us or don't hurt us. And everyone is so proud of these young people. And I commend I commend them. I'm just so very happy. And Cheryl, you know, it's amazing that one of the things I heard the young people say is uh, you can't control us with our jobs. You can't control <laughs> us with our responsibilities. Uh, none of those things can be they can be controlled by because they don't have to worry about their job or their career. They're just working on their future. And they have a responsibility to their classmates to not allow it to happen again. So when they say never again, they're serious and they're committed to it and they're being supported by um, people around them and they're just uh, feeding off of this positive energy. You know, and it's, and it's great to see that um, these young people are fearless, you know, and just like you said, they don't have jobs. You can't threaten them with it, with their jobs. Um, and that's a lot of times, you know, our problem is that when we try to do something, it jeopardizes our livelihood. But, I mean, I'm loving it, you know, because – all I can think of is that they are fearless and they're going to move, they're going to make things happen. And, you know, again, all we need to do is to support them. We need to support, support, support them and watch them run. And we and we don't realize by supporting them and uh, galvanizing ourselves around them, will give us the foresight and the information we need to fight the other fights that we need to fight on other fronts. Uh, if this is the way to get back the House and the Senate uh, and then regain the executive branch, then the future will be bright for us and what it is that we stand for. So we need to just push these kids to their successful place so that we can use it as our platform to continue on to get back the House and the Senate. So, Joyce, there's a lot in this for everybody. And also, uh, it, it's refreshing to know, too, is that uh, we're, we need to take something from these young people as far as who they have representing them, 
You see, our young people are taking a stand, so we need to take a, a stand as to who we're sending up to the House of the Representative and the Senate to represent us. You know, they got to be able to stand for something and not just fall for everything. And lately, uh, you know, it hurt me so bad because we had so much control when Obama was there, but he couldn't even get his own party to help him and back him up. This is ridiculous. So now we 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 had a weakness. So now we need to concentrate and make sure that the people that we put up there, that they have our views and our ideas and us in mind and not for just their own person again. So when we're sending them up there, they're, they're going up there for a purpose. That's what these young people are doing. These young people are letting you know they're going to be their voice. They're going to stand up, and they're, gonna, they're not going to wait around to these older people, us, to represent them because they've seen what, we, we, what we've done. We've been too silent on this, you see. So, therefore, it's an opportunity for us to fight other battles, which is so definitely true, and it's making us older people. Uh, stand up too, you know, for if if we want to be silent, now we are saying that we're not going to be silent either because we're taking heat from what our young people are doing because they're giving us the drive to what we should have been all along, which we were we we were so silent and we just let it be. And a lot of times we don't want to get involved. Now is the time. Regina, I wish I was in your state because I would love to go to those type of meetings and sit in and be involved and be a part of. And we as, as minorities, we need to get out, get involved with these organization meetings. I'm invited to one that's coming up shortly. I think I probably would be the only black in my in my area to go, but I will be there to just to, to, to be involved. And this is where it starts on a local level, right in the neighborhood, and we grow from there. Thank you. And, Regina, we need to take our hat off to you uh, as well because you always <laughs> seem to be on the cutting edge of things. And one of the things we need to make sure of is we can't be sitting back fat-catting it and just glad because we have a career, glad that we have a job, glad because we have a certain standard of living. We need to put all of that at risk to make the world better. And if, if there are white people out there willing to stand with us, Certainly, we ought to be willing to stand for ourselves. James, you are so correct. Um, in that in that movie last night, uh, one of the young men uh, stayed in in the housing project or the housing development that was near where the young man was shot in the middle of the road, and um, he was because he was. Um, could see what actually happened, and, and he was, you know, advocating for on behalf of the deceased person. He lost his lease to his house, to his apartment, and so you know that that rings really, really dear, you know, to me. So as I was explaining this to the to the the group there, and letting them know that Missouri. Is I didn't want them to feel that Missouri was so far away, that that type of stuff is happening here in Columbia because it happened to me between August and October was probably the worst time in my life. And um, some of the, the audience members came over afterwards and said, had we known you, you would never have had to have worried about being homeless because you would have stayed with us. That never 
came out of the mouth of an African-American person that I knew. Hello. Never. Now, as a result of last night, these people want to know how, they, we're going to organize, they want to know how to go and clean up that situation over there. Grassroots mm-hmm. efforts, starting from educating those people, because it's not just black people, educating them so they can get better jobs, so that, it, that, that they don't have to succumb to what the, the landlords is saying that they have to do. Then they want to, oh, it was just so, and, and these were young Caucasian people. Mm-hmm. They're talking about a money pool. I don't, and that would be interesting to see if you all have ever heard of that before because of various credit issues. Something, something like a, a money pool. Yeah, I mean, I could just go on and on, and it's just breathtaking the way. Um, and, you know, as a result of all of that that happened, my daughter, you may not know it, but she was in the hospital for six days this past week. Mm. And one of the results was that they found six ulcers. Oh, and from your daughter? Six ulcers. Oh wow, and that means she's on a lot of stress and tension that you don't a even know. A lot of stress, and it breaks from down that, the body. Though. From it that really situation, does. yeah. From that situation, mm. yes. Mm. So we just got to, you know, thought, and I'm sure there are some Black Lives Matters um, groups in your in your various cities. If you Google them, y'all, you might you might be able to find them, and it will be interesting to see what the makeup is of those groups in your area. I would do that as soon as I'm out tonight. And uh, when you say that, uh, Regina, you know, it brings to mind that we have seemed like that focus or that movement has gotten a little quiet since we haven't had a major incident. I'm sure there are many incidents that are happening around the country, but they haven't made that major media yet. And so a lot of times, you know, when things are out of sight, they become out of mind. And we have to be real careful that we don't allow the things that are important to us to be getting out of mind because uh, they, they, the media has chosen to highlight any specific incident because we know those incidents are happening all across the country and they are the ones that are selecting it to bring selecting them to bring them to the forefront across the country so Cheryl you know we have to keep pushing uh, irregardless of what the media is doing we have to push the fact that our lives are important and that we're going to be involved in this uh, gaining back control of our country. We definitely do. Um, You know, the media is giving us on what's going on, you know, and when I say that is just like I, you know, was saying earlier, um, although I don't watch TV, I'm steady getting notifications of what's going on. 
And then from there, I take and go online to see what's going on as well. But um, we have to stay abreast of what's going on in all areas. Um, We got to make more conversation. We got to make more awareness. Because although a lot of people know about the shooting, still a lot of people don't know and not aware of the movement that's taking place. So that's where our voices come into play is to be able to um, to educate, to ensure that they know what's going on so they also, too, can be a part of it as well. Because, you know, um, say for instance, somebody who really don't pay attention and not really into TV. You know, I know a lot of people don't even want to look at the news. But in this case, you know, it's really important. And for those who are not listening or who are not really up on what's going on, it's important to us to make them aware of what's going on. And that's how we can, you know, make our voices heard as far as what, you know, what's taking place. So we got to do whatever we can to be active in this situation to be able to make a difference and stand by this younger generation because they are on top of it. I mean, they're going to make things move. They're going to shake a lot of things up, which they're already doing, but they're not finished yet. And that's why I'm really, you know, paying close attention to what's going on. And then it's so amazing that we, uh, we bring things to the forefront, uh, some of the right want to believe that these are actors. And uh, these kids are saying, you know, I wish I was an actor. You know, it's like every time they try to flip the script on these kids and try to make them believe that they are just making these things up, these are kids who truly experience uh, having their classmates killed, who experience hearing gunfire and recognizing that they can no longer sit back and wait for adults to solve their problems, they have to solve them themselves because the adults are so afraid of the NRA. And so, uh, Joyce, we have to now make the the GOP and the people who cater to the NRA afraid of us. That's who they need to be afraid of. They need to be afraid of the fact they're going to lose their jobs because of their silly support of the NRA and their right to bear arms, but don't care about our right, our kids' right to live. Uh, all this, all this bragging about the members of the NRA—that's going to be changing within the next couple of months. People are not going to be out so bold as to let you know that they carry a gun and they own guns. You watch and see. These young people are really putting their money where their mouth are. They really—they calling you out. They putting you on the spotlight. They are not going to let this go. So all those people who thought they had the power, it has flipped the switch. The switch, switch. like Cheryl said, this is the year of revealing, revelation is coming into into the bend. All the bad things, look at what has happened. Who would have thought in a million years of some of the stuff that has really flipped, the way that things have been carried on for years, bad things, the way that the people have been, the power. So that power is not, it's, 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 it's turning. The people with 
you and me, the average people, we can make a difference. That's what's going on now, that we know that we can make a difference. Once we come together as one big group, we can make changes. It used to be they had us so much going that our, our vote is not going to count. Half the people didn't go vote. They don't want to go and be a part of. They figured, well, they're going to make their decision in a way. That's not true. Our young people showing you that in groups, if you let your voices be heard and you stand together, we can make a change. So we got to keep going. We got to young the elderly has to come together. We got to make our voices heard. We got to start standing up for right. Because, look, our older people who have died and gone, they have paved the way. We should go back. And our young people are staring us in the face and saying, wait a minute. What are you doing here? Get it together. So now is our time to do just that. I would like to make a note, too, is that it is so important for to look at the news and see what's going on in the world. Because to me, that helps you to relate to what is going on. You can have a little idea, a little bit of something, you know. But that morning news, early in the morning, 2 or 3 o'clock, that uh, ABC, National News, CNN, you know, if it's nothing but a little bit, but find out details, what's going on. It is so important. I've always told my kids to know what's going on out there so you can articulate with anybody about a little bit of something. you got to know a little bit about it. Thank you. And, um, Regina, it is, it's going to be amazing to see how our country is going to be impacted by the women's movement, Me Too movement, at the same uh, time as Never Again movement. Uh, these two movements are major movements that are going to require everybody who is elected to stand up and be counted. Uh, so we're looking at some major changes in the next four years uh, that can uh, – do you think that the Democratic Party is prepared and ready to take advantage of these two movements and to grab hold of these people and make them a part of their uh, organization? Do you think that the Democratic Party is is ready to do, say, the last part, Johnny? It's, it's prepared and ready to take uh, their place in these organizations and have these organizations uh, support their official well what I have seen um, and Thursday uh, the mayor of the mayor of Los Angeles was here in Columbia and I got a chance to, to meet with him and what I asked him was how was he um, getting getting momentum out there in in Los Angeles with the the mid the the mid whatever elections coming up, and how was he midterm working with election. those midterm elections? And how was he galvanizing the support of the disenfranchised in his community? And he said that he wasn't waiting until election time; that he was waiting; that he was doing it now. It's what happens between elections that determines how the elections will go. So they're not waiting to um, pull these groups in. They're seeing where these women, K 
can can fit in, but the women are also saying you're not going to just take us for granted. You're not going to assume that we're going to vote Democrat because of what Donald Trump is saying, because you also have that Tea Party element still out there. So all of the parties are taking all of these different movements and really considering them. If you think they're not paying attention to these very articulate young people, shoot. I was looking at one of those little boys the other night. I said, there's our next, there's Florida's next senator, Florida's next governor right there. Oh, yeah, they're watching. They are watching. And, yeah, they're watching. And and, and, just, and thinking and planning. But James, I have a question. Just like uh, many of you all have already said, and Cheryl, you've said it as well, you know, we have to get back control of our individual states. There are too many states controlled by the Republican Party and that they have had a grasp on the, the state too long. And Florida is one of them. Florida has been a Republic, under Republican control uh, for far too long, and it's now time for those people to get out of the way of these two movements and allow the Democratic Party to have some say. I just want to just say that I just believe as a Democrat that we have more of the right stuff that is needed to to guide our our country in the right direction. Uh, When they talk about this foolishness, I just, it just hurts me, and I'm glad to be uh, a retired teacher when I keep hearing them talk about putting guns in the hands of teachers. Uh, what <laughs> teacher wants the responsibility <laughs> of shooting at a, a shooting at anybody? Mm-hmm. That is not the reason why we go to work, and it is just sad that they're trying to turn teachers who are supposed to be committed to education into lawmakers, into uh, judge, judges and juries and executioners. And I, I just, it saddens me that that's the place and the direction uh, the White House would want us to go. And Cheryl, what, what are your thoughts? And I know that you continue to push things on a local level, but we so need to gain back control of our country and our states and our cities uh, so we can get them pointing in the right direction. When you talk about um, the direction, I feel like we're going in a um, great direction right now. Um, but everybody has to do their part. You know, we can't um, we can't sleep on this. We've been sleeping long enough, and with that. We can, you know, like I said, we already have the momentum going on. So if we do our part on our local levels, then we definitely going to accomplish our goal. But if we, if, by, if we blank our eye, we're going to miss something. So we got to get out, got to do our job. And, I mean, we got to make, just like I said before, we got to make everybody aware of this. We gotta continue to talk. We got to we we can't be quiet on this. 
And um, right. we can do it. We really can do it. But, again, like I said, we can't sleep no more. We can't. We got to. We got to be a part of the movement. We got to be about the business at hand to be able to make the difference and to gain back, you know, the offices. And there's no, and there's no being, uh, there's no, we're not in a position to be on the sidelines. You know, we don't have it so good that we can sit on the sidelines and watch other people work. We have to be willing to work ourselves. Joyce, you should be so commended for looking for an opportunity to go out and participate in these organizations and, and at least bring back what you hear uh, to our show so we'll know what people mm-hmm. out there are saying and what they're out there thinking. And, yeah. you know, I, I hate the fact that they want to make me believe that there's something wrong with me for being a Democrat or being a uh, liberal. Uh, the fact is, is that the the things that the Republicans stand for are so outrageous. I wonder why people don't think something is wrong with them. <laughs> well, of course, there's never going to be anything wrong with them. There's always going to be something wrong with you because you don't think the way that they do. You're not acting the way that they act, and you're definitely not the right color. So once you your color right there puts you in a different category. So that that within itself is is what is going on. Uh, Regina, I just applaud you so much because you motivate me so much. You when I get off of this phone about this show, it just does so much for me because um, sometimes I feel like I'm at a disadvantage because I'm, I don't um, I don't drive. Uh, I haven't driven in five years, but since I've gotten used and I've gotten introduced to Lyft, there's nothing that can stop me from not going now, which is good. So I'm mm-hmm. going to make a, a, a commitment of finding uh, the type of organization that I need to be a part of and hopefully to make a difference and an impact in some way because it's refreshing to know that there are organizations out there such as the one that you have, Regina, and we need that support. We need that support, and we need to start motivating people like us to get out there and be a work too, you see, and not be a silent standby person. You know, we got to start making a difference. We got to stand up. We got to start talking up too. You know, just don't accept anything. For the last five years, I've been battling a battle, and it's going it's to come to a head uh, hopefully next month on the 9th. That is my drop dead date. Uh, hopefully, that I will have a judge that to think that way. But if not, then I might be doing a hashtag, too, you see, because what I see that is working, work, working on, on a, on a big-time scale level, you always have to have a plan B. I'm just hoping my plan A would not have to make me forced to a plan B. But instead of just saying, okay, just be satisfied, not right, you fight. You know, you, you, that's what it gives you the encouragement to do that. And for what you stated, uh, Regina, you got a lot of fight in you, and don't sit back, you know what I mean? But don't be disappointed because our 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 kind did not come and step up to the plate. For some odd reason or another, they're real slow about doing that. I don't know why we don't support each other the way that we should be supporting, but sometimes it takes an outside force, such as that organization, to to kind of let you know that, hey, we got your back. 
and from that, by you spreading the word to people like us on the station, then that makes us go out and look for organizations to to pull forth too. And then this is how we as minority get involved, you see. So thank you for that. Regina, let me ask you. Go ahead, Regina. I'm listening. No, go ahead, James. I'm sorry. How do you um, stimulate the thoughts of the younger kids when you see the high what the high schools students are doing? How do we slow down to the middle school and to the young uh, elementary school to help them understand what their their uh, their sisters and brothers are doing on the high school level? Man, James, um, okay, I got a question to ask you all, ask you too, James. But um, but to stimulate them, y'all, I don't know why this is just so into me, but when I speak to a child, I speak to them and I look them in the eyes because I think that the saying goes that the eyes are the windows to the soul. And when I speak, to them, I want to breathe life into those children. We had what was called a living museum this week, and um, some fifth graders were in there, and they were phenomenal. They memorized uh, little blurbs about the people they were portraying. And there was one little boy standing there who didn't do it, and um, his teacher made him stand there anyway. And when I went and pressed his little thing and it said press me and they were supposed to start speaking about the person they were they were portraying he said I am he said I am nobody and my heart jumped into my throat oh wow one the teacher had him up there knowing he had not prepared anything so right then, I, I I didn't chastise him or anything. I said, yes, you are. I said, and tell me about you. Mm-hmm. And I looked him in the eyes. I said, tell me about you. What do you want to be? What do you hope to be? How are you going to achieve that goal? And right there, James, that was speaking life into that young man. Yep, yep. So it's like we have to do it like on a one-on-one basis, you know, and just pray that it will, you know, go to, to all of their friends. They'll treat their friends with more respect and more dignity because one person treated them with respect and dignity. But yeah, we James, have to. My question, we have to. Uh, okay, go ahead with your question. James, my question do you think that um, the young people, okay, the, the the jobs, the people can't go after the young people because they don't have the jobs and things, but do you think they might start going after their parents and saying, is, is that, I saw your son on TV, you need to make him stop? You think they might do that? Mm-mm. Well, they already have been going after these children. Uh, uh, I'm I'm not big on YouTube, but I've been listening to the news, and some of the right-wing extremists have been accusing these kids of being fake. And, you know, that's always their go-to position when uh, people are are making movements against 
their position, then these people are supposed to be actors and uh, and supposed to be planted. And uh, so a lot of these kids are going right back after those people who are going after them and suggesting uh, uh, that uh, uh, they're wrong about what they have said and just laughing at them because they know that they are just common students who've been placed in a bad situation. And I don't think society is ready uh, to flip on these kids or on the direction that they're pushing us towards because they're tired. Uh, They're tired of what happened in Las Vegas. Uh, If this had not um, taken place, uh, we would have forgotten about Las Vegas already. So it is so good and refreshing. Uh, I hate that it had come to this, but I do see success for these children's movement. And I don't think, I think everybody uh, is getting a hands-off approach. So I'm really looking forward to March 24th to see how much, how many people they galvanize to come to uh, D.C. and uh, how much they shut D.C. down uh, as they protest. Can I speak to that also, James? Regina, these young people, they're too powerful. They're too powerful now. And not only that, they got a lot of the, the the big big movie stars. They got the money behind them, so they cannot stop these young people. They 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 going after their parents. Not even about that. They are so powerful okay. and they so big in numbers now. You got Oprah who gave millions, and you got uh, Cooney. Cooney gave millions the other day for this movement. And you know yeah. these movie stars are coming up like that. So now they got the money. They got the support. So they can't break them down like us. Like, see, they could they could easily do us. They could shut us up quick because we scared because we were the providers. But these kids don't have anything to lose. They're not the breadwinners. And the people that, that they're supporting them, you know, they have made it. So they can't, they're untouchable. So these young people, they are so powerful, they can't stop them. And they're going to break this NRA. You watch and see. They're doing it now. And all you, all they're, they're going to do is, I, what I see, what I see is these young people setting the college students on fire too. So if they're able to ignite these college students to be with them, that young people force is going to be uncontrollable. Because you know, once young people uh, from 21 uh, down to 17, 16, they they got a mind of their own. They're ready to be adults, and they're ready to. Uh, to show the strength of, of their their thoughts. And uh, they don't have to align with their parents. And so it, it is going to be fascinating uh, to see where we go in the next year on this issue. Uh, Cheryl, what are your thoughts about the question that Regina asked? West Valley experienced the possibility. Um, I want to hope that this does not um, affect and that they do not go after the parents. Um, and just like George keeps saying, you know, these kids, uh, they have so much of backing right now is that they can't, you know, concentrating on the parents is not going to even be an issue, even if they do try. And I do love what you do um, Regina, when you said about, you know, one-on-one, because when 
we get beyond the gun, we are dealing with the individuals and the individuals that have used the guns. And we have so many that are um, been bullied, that have low self-esteem, you know, so many issues that these are the ones that are triggered. And we do. We have to take very, very in our young um, people because I don't know if anybody heard it on the news, but my son goes to Southeastern and there were gunshots um, there, I think, two nights ago, um, late at night. And I know they had to close the camp, everything on the campus down, you know. Mm. So it's, you know, that means that we got to, we got to realize what's going on even, we got to act like it's going on right here in our colleges within our surroundings. And we have to be able to, just like Regina said, we have to be able to touch the children in ways that, you know, what's going on with you, um, because yes. my, my, my sister's yes. um, friend brother was found where he had been shot himself in the head. So we got so much of suicidal. We got so, and if they're not being not suicidal, they killing up each other. So that's what we got to really work on as well, you know. And the adults can really do that. They can work, you know, begin to show the interest. Put those things down, those, you know, whatever it is, those, pick them up after the kids are going to bed, but give them the time that's needed. And again, I say we are our brother's keeper. So when we find somebody that is not even, you know, work on our family, but beyond that, there are so many needed individuals. There are so many angry individuals, you know, um, young men without their fathers. Um, young ladies without their mothers and without their fathers. You know, we can't even begin to imagine a lot of the things that they've been through. Just like this guy, he just lost his mother. And imagine what was going through his head. You know, we can't even begin to imagine those things. So we got to start pulling out, showing the interest in the individuals. You know, when that first red flag and somebody first reported it, Somebody needed to take interest. That interest could have led them to his thoughts before his actions took place. And that's where we need to capture that in those thoughts, before those thoughts become action. And that's why we have so much that's going on. I mean, you know, we got the, the guns, but the people behind the guns is what's doing the killing. So we got to you know, that's something that they can be working on and be doing. You know, great, great what you said, um, Regina. And Joyce, you know, being a part of, you know, things and bringing it back to the show is really helping us a lot because, you know, you're able to tell us what's going on in your area. And that way we can also, you know, tap into mm-hmm. things that's going on in each one of our areas where, now the voices is being heard when this radio show is heard by others, then they are also, you putting in their minds things that can be done within their areas as well. You know, just, I mean, we got to continue to think of things 
and come together and implement action, 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 and don't just continue to talk about it. And that's good when we bring things to the table to help others to think about things that the other one didn't think about. All right, we're going to take a short break, and we're going to come back and continue our conversation. You know I love music. And every time I hear something hot, it makes me want to move. It makes me want to have fun. But it's something about this joint right here. This joint right here, it makes me want to...
This is James T. Deshay, the host of Thoughts, Love, and Reflections, brought to you seven days a week, Monday through Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, Saturday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, Sunday at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. We're here so that your voice can be heard loud and clear without interruption. It is important for us to stand up and be counted. We can no longer sit on the sidelines and watch others control the direction of our nation. We have to, and Regina, uh, uh, Joyce, it is so important. Every time I say that uh, statement about stand up and be counted, being a part of the solution, it rings so clear today. You know, we started this show four or five years ago, but it is so important now that we continue to let our voices be heard because there are people who want to believe uh, that we're in lockstep with them. So we have to make sure they know that we believe what is important to us has a place in our society. Exactly. And that is the reason why uh, we have to take the time and we got to make that connection one-on-one with just a, a small person. We got to stop ignoring people and just walking by without making eye contact, without saying hello. It's those little bit of things that we have to do, start back. You know, with this high technology in place now, no one have time for nobody. We used to be able to communicate. We used to come to the table as one. At the end of the day, we couldn't wait to sit down at the table and eat and talk about what happened during the day. But now everybody doing their own thing. We got to get back to the basics. And just like in, in the way of um, it's like uh, Jesus and his disciples, Regina, that's how I look at it. I just heard something today on Joe Osteen, making every person is a, a, a disciple. Every person go and spread the word with every contact you make. Well, then it's the same thing what we're doing when we're, we're tapping into our young people. You know, you making that eye contact, you getting into their soul, you letting them know that they're important. Just that little bit, that little bit of eye contact, saying hello, taking the time. What's going on? What you been up to? You know what I mean? And just, just get them started. Once you open up that gate, they're going to talk. That's one thing about young people. They want to be involved. They want to be a part of. So we got to really back them up, keep going, keep them encouraged because they're on the move right now. I think their light bulb has come on. It's not about themselves anymore. They're looking at what had happened to them. Now they have a heart, I think, our young people. The light bulb has come on, and we're so glad about that. So we got to keep that light bulb burning by that support that we give them. Thank you. And, Regina, again, my hat's off to you because you're right. You took the time to let that boy know that he was important, that he was valued, and uh, his teacher should have worked with him to write something for him to say as well. All our kids don't have the same uh, home support, and so sometimes they need people outside of their home to step in and say what needs to be said. And so hats off to you to say the right thing and being a, making a difference in that young man's life. And we should look to make a difference in not only in the lives of young people, but in the lives of adults, too, because some of them need to have the light come on about what role they play in our society as well. And, you know, James, that was um, what what this particular teacher did. She and I are the same age. We have the same amount of years in education, um, unfortunately, her 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 path or career has taken a different turn, and 
right then I had no more sympathy or empathy for her. What she did to that young man was old school, and old school worked in old times. We could have done that where you stand right there and you just you just take the embarrassment. And the children would have gone on, gone on home. They might have cried. The parents might have called and cussed us out. But the children would not have come back into the school with a gun or a knife or something. You cannot do that anymore. Upset me to the point where I'm not finished with that situation, but I'll, I'll let admin handle that. I'm going to work with the child. Because there's no telling what's still being harbored in him. And I know we can't coddle children, but we sure can be proactive. And I don't do anything for glory. I do it for the love of Christ, for the love of these children, because I know somebody pays for my car, pays for my car insurance, and sometimes pays for my tuition to send me to school. So I owe it. I have a heavy debt to pay. And Cheryl, we all need to stand in the gap for somebody. Everybody doesn't have the same foundation or the same people in there have somebody fighting for them. So we ought to look to stand in the gap for young people as well as adults to help them see the light that we see. Absolutely right when you say young people and adults as well because Adults are your wounded children, so we do. We have to. Um, we have to be there for everyone, you know. And just like um, I think Joyce just said, you know, when we meet somebody, you know, smile, because you really don't know what you have done for a day, and how you made them feel, and it does. It makes a difference, you know. Say how you doing. You know, I know that I try when I walk in somewhere, even if a person is not looking, I still say good evening or good afternoon or good morning, you know, and it makes them look up. Now, you got a lot of people that would ignore, you know, totally ignore me, but I don't stop doing it. And, you know, just small acts of kindness, small acts of caring can, I mean, it can save a life. It can save many lives. So we you know, we got a lot of work to do. And we got to be we got to be consistent. We can't just do it for a little while and stop and do it for a little while and then we gotta get others on board. You know, because we we really we can't do it all. So that's why we have to get everybody we know on board. We gotta teach our children how to be kind. We gotta teach you know, um, instill in them. You know, just like I said, these college, you know, I don't know what's going on on these college campuses right now. But, you know, we got some that's frustrated. We got some that's angry. And we can't afford to, you know, just like they said, we can't afford to lose no more lives. We can't afford. And if this, this was not a wake-up call, we don't need it to happen again and again, to wake up the people. So I think, you know, like everybody's saying, these young people, they are, I mean, they moving. And all we got to do is to stand by them and not get tired. 
All right, we're going to take our final break and come back and let everybody have their final say for this show. Nation, 
And you can't have a place in a nation when you don't have a voice. And those who listen and those who call into thought, love, and reflection have a voice and a place, and we can make changes in America. So this is our opportunity to make sure our voices are heard without interference, loud and clear. Uh, Joyce, what are your final thoughts this evening? Uh, well, my final thought is that uh, we just got to be prepared to go to distance. It, 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 it might be a long way to go, but we got to be prepared to go to distance and stand next to our young people, be right there with and lead them all the way. Because, you know, nothing is easy, but we've got to be prepared to go to distance. Thank you. All right. Uh, Regina, your final thought for this evening? Well, um, just as Joyce just said, I'm, I'm prepared to go the distance, but I'm prepared to go at thinking in a, a different way and more or less um, being more thoughtful than talking and supporting the young people and um, kind of, yeah. But I'm prepared to go to distance. I'm prepared to go to distance. All right. Cheryl, your final thought for this evening. I'm going to have to agree with the majority. To be prepared to go the distance. And like I always say, whatever we're doing, we can always do more. Guys, I just want to continue to thank you for all your support. You all make this show what it is. Uh, we look forward to more people getting the strength and the courage to call in and let people hear their voices, let people hear what they're thinking. Our opinions are so important. We need to, to believe that we got something to say and thoughts, love, and reflection is your opportunity and place to say it. I want to thank everybody for calling in. I look forward to talking to you guys tomorrow at 8.30. Call in at 657-383-0309 so your voice can be heard loud and clear. Talk to you guys tomorrow.
with me.